welcome to another episode of Street Focus, an ongoing exploration of urban photography. I'm your host, Valérie Jardin. Today, my guest is Montréal, or Montreal-based photographer Patrick Larocque. Bienvenue, Patrick. Yeah, thanks, Valérie. And we'll continue in English now. Yeah, well, exactly. It's, it's, we, we, we've been having trouble switching from one to the other. So That's right. So, yeah. so, Patrick, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who uh, is Patrick Larocque? Uh, Patrick Larocque is a guy from Montreal, as you said. I'm a photographer. I do this for a living. And uh, I've got three young kids. And uh, I've been uh, doing this for about, I don't know, 10 years now. Okay. So, so you're a professional photographer. Yeah. What, uh, what do you do mostly? You know, it's been shifting quite a bit for, for the last couple of years, and it's been shifting in a pretty cool direction because um, I've done a lot of stuff. I've done portrait, and I've done commercial stuff, and I did stuff for Lexus last, week, last year. And, uh, but uh, what's interesting is that the documentary sort of aspect of it, what I've been doing on my own in personal projects, has now been bleeding into uh, the professional work. That that's awesome, so, and I hear that yeah. more and more. And uh, so, t tell me a little bit about that, because you you do urban street stuff for that's well, that's I, your that's your passion in photography mostly. I for, think stories are my passion. Storytelling, yeah, okay. really. Uh -huh. And it, 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 you know the uh, the context of it doesn't really matter. Really. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. that's true. And I, I looked at uh, I watched I looked at your book. Uh, mm -hmm. What's the title of it again? The which one? The the, uh, the, the these kings, these subterraneans. No, the one that you did in <laughs> France, actually. Oh, right, uh, when I roaming. Yeah, and so it's all about storytelling. Even when you were going up that little hill to that tower in the country or on the seaside, so it's uh, you, you tell story no matter if it's an urban an urban environment or not. But yeah. uh, the human element is often present. It is. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny that you, you're talking about that book because that, that's the first one I released. And that was pretty much the beginnings of all that, of the storytelling aspect. Mm -hmm. of, uh, I'd started doing it on my blog, but that was really the moment when I came back from France was the moment when I actually started writing okay. stories along with the, uh, the images. So that was really the start of it. Cool. So, so tell me a little bit about your commercial work and how that, how your storytelling and how your, your street photography has impacted that and how it's shifting. Well, I think the, there, there's a shift uh, in the industry as a whole. You know, storytelling has been a buzzword for the mm -hmm. past, you know, three, four years. And um, I think brands are looking, when you look at, uh, at the success of, uh, of medium, you know, the big, uh, the platform, do you know, medium, mm -hmm. long form uh, narrative. Yeah. Uh, a lot of brands are using that uh, to, to promote uh, their products. And uh, the idea behind that is that you no longer, there's a shift from the very, I don't know, slick, controlled, yeah. um, you know, uh, approach to photography uh, and there's a shift from that to something that feels more personal and more emotional mm -hmm. and breaks down those barriers so um yeah stuff i did for lexus last year was exactly around that they wanted something that felt like a mini story and the brand was just in the background and uh i just started a, a new project uh very recently and uh, that 
it's probably going to be published on Medium. Um, and it's going to be an ongoing story of the brand itself, but it's the people within the, the company. It's the, so the product becomes just uh, the sort of, it's the reason to do the stories, but okay. it's not, it's not, the product is not front and center. You're just basically. Yeah. And there is a shift in, in, in commercials on television as well. Yeah, um, and, and they always appeal to me as little as I watch TV. When I see a commercial like that, I'm like, Oh, wow. They that's why they do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's the whole point. Yeah. I, I think we, re you know, uh, storytelling is part of who we are. That's, that's how we've, communicated for you know thousands of years so so we immediately it, it creates a bond when when you can relate to something and when something touches you yeah. so it makes it makes sense to, mm -hmm. to 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 use that yeah it's not the sale 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 they, exactly. they finally got it that people you know need to relate in a different way so how did that come about how did did you pitch the idea to lexus for example or did nope. they come to you they saw your work and they said this guy yeah. is our guy yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So through social media, mostly? I guess. Uh, you know, it's all, we were talking right before this interview about the fact that it's all tied together. Yeah. And uh, it really is. Uh, I think social media is now part of the job. Mm -hmm. And your blog is part of your job. And uh, everything you put out there represents who you are. So you have to, what you put out there has to be exactly what, how you want to be perceived. That's right. Uh, so, um, so it all comes from that. Yeah. The, when the phone rings, it's usually, hi, we like what you do. Would you do this for us? Which is very cool. You know, that's, that's what you want. So, so how does it work? How do you, because I think a lot of people will, will want to know a little more about that. So if, if it's okay with you, I'd love if you could share a little more information. How do you approach a job like that? You, you pitch the idea. Uh, well, they, they come up to oh, you, they say, yeah. we, we, this is what we need. What yeah. can you do? How does it work? What's the That's process? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a conversation uh, and it's, it's, a, it's a back and forth. Mm -hmm. um, it, and it depends on the project, obviously. Yeah. Uh, this latest one I'm doing um, was really a conversation about how, you know, initially we talked about... Um, telling the story of the brand and then we, we we obviously they knew my work so they knew how i usually approach subjects mm -hmm. so that was the starting point and from then that point on you just it's a back and forth and and i just started i was in toronto a couple of weeks ago to uh to uh, to start that project and um it's sort of a non-going brainstorm uh which is kind of cool to get that freedom yeah. and it doesn't always happen uh, sometimes it's much more rigid. The stuff mm -hmm. I did for Alexis was more of an established, they already had the idea in mind and it just wanted me to, to apply my, you know, sort of vision to it. Um, so it really depends on, on each project. Yeah. I remember the days when I was uh, still a commercial photographer. I mean, the jobs, <laughs> the jobs that were the most rewarding, um, and enjoyable were the ones where I had, 100% creative freedom but those are pretty rare especially with new clients i mean they think they they think they know better <laughs> <laughs> everybody knows better <laughs> and uh and it's it's tough to be to share to compromise between your vision and the client's vision but that's yeah. the job of the commercial photographer so yeah 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 i don't think you know in, in many ways i'm i'm not sure i'm 
actually a commercial photographer anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to, uh, it's commercial jobs, yeah. but I don't see it as very rigid and very um, so so. Knock on wood that it'll keep yeah. going that way. Yeah, yeah. But, so yeah, this this Lexus project. So they had how how did it work? They already had so they already had the idea. They wanted you yeah. to. It was part did of. Did you a do campaign. a storyboard? How does that work? No? Uh, it was just, it was part of a campaign. I did the Montreal segment, right? Okay. So it was across Canada. And it was called the Tastemakers campaign mm-hmm. uh, for the Lexus NX. I and if we, if you have links, we'll definitely add those to the, to the show notes. Yeah, actually, it's about a year ago. I didn't, I was supposed to write a post about it and never did. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but I'd probably find it on, uh, on Instagram or something. Um, but uh, yeah, so it, well, uh, the concept of the uh, of the campaign was that they picked in every city they had one individual who sort of represents the brand, you know, who sort of represented the spirit of Lexus. And uh, it was a one day shoot, and basically uh, in Montreal, actually, it was a it was an other photographer, a local photographer that they'd picked, and the car was there, but the car was part of sort of the background. And it was sort of an ongoing portrait throughout the day of that person. And they created something through social media uh, that was like a mini story. You know, they released one image every day or two days mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, kind so of a no, cliffhanger in a way. Yeah, sort of. So you yeah. wanted to know more. Yeah. 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 And, um, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, so, no, there was no storyboarding. It was just really back and forth. Uh, phone calls uh, they sent me stuff that they had in mind for, that they'd seen elsewhere and when i saw it you know it, it made sense that they wanted they called me because it's sort of it was the same sort of mood uh the than the stuff i usually do um and just back and forth and when when the day came we were ready and we spent this very free form sort of session uh we spent a, a very long day just moving around Montreal, basically doing it the way you do street photography. Mm-hmm. Same, same sort of thing. N- except that you had an actor, I, basically. I, exactly. Okay. Except that it, it was uh, portrait-based, and it was we, we go from one location to the next. I had a couple in mind that we used. They found uh, another one that we used for the car shots at the end of the day. And it's just uh, a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. Really and so you'd you'd look for locations like you would if you were just on a photo walk like the the light between light and shadow and so forth so you worked with those elements like you would on a regular photo walk exactly completely uh you know instinctive Mm -hmm. so that's awesome yeah yeah and there's more and more are there more and more model shoots that way too i mean urban model photography um and i think that's so much fun yeah it is yeah yeah. No, I think it's it's very it's 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 in the, the the it's a sign of the times right now. It's it's sort of the that mouvance if we, if we want to go back to French. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's um, it's something that's very very trendy right now. Yeah, it is, it is, and we we see it more and more. And uh, I mean, what and 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 that's why it's so important to only show your best work on social media and not social. just just push everything that comes out of your camera because in you know just in case i mean somebody's watching yeah i mean, I mean that's you. that's who you are yeah. i mean that's that's our you know that's our business cards yeah. that's exactly everything we put online 
it's not a question of censoring ourselves. It's a question of being aware that people will perceive who we are through that. I mean, so, so it's really important to, to, to take it seriously. So uh, what's your social media platform of choice? Uh, uh, I'm more of a Twitter guy than Facebook. And I know Twitter has been uh, sort of under attack lately because apparently some people are getting, you know, there's some really bad stuff going on. I've oh. been lucky so far. Mm -hmm. I can't say that. You know, haven't been attacked or hassled or whatever. Um, uh, that's usually where, although I don't do it all that much anymore, but that's, that's my first reflex is Twitter. Um, okay. I'm on Facebook because I have to. I kind of hate Facebook. <laughs> it's getting more and more difficult to get visibility uh, from Facebook. It's, well, it's not just that. I mean, it's just it's how it looks and, and it's everything's in your face and you can't see, every, you know, you have to. Yeah. You have to push stuff in order for people to... Anyways, I kind of hate Facebook. But it's a necessary evil, so, so yeah. I use that as well. And Instagram. I, I've, I've never been a huge uh, Instagram user. I just got on the platform about two years ago, so it was never something. But it, it's nice. Actually, the reason why I wasn't um, uh, interested in Instagram all that much is because of that single image. Yeah, uh, You know, I'm more of a series guy which is mm -hmm. what i do on my blog and what's it so uh but it's fun it's a nice community as well so yeah i i started instagram just uh, um late last year so about four or five months ago and oh, wow. i'm yeah. i'm impressed how how quickly the the it, it grows compared to yeah. facebook where it takes years to get a thousand like, you know, yeah. followers yeah. and an instagram it's like a thousand a month right now and it's like wow where do they all come from and and so it grows well, you're so quite much faster. popular value <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's the reason <laughs> no but it does yeah reactions are really instantaneous yeah. it's, it's kind of surprising you put a, a picture in then and i not not that long ago i just i just uploaded a, a picture and like i barely you know like Five seconds later, someone had liked it. And it was like I, my mouse was still in my hand, you know. Oh, yeah, I know. It's, it, it it's really, really yeah, instant. Yeah. yeah. And it's fun. I think it's yeah. uh, I, I'm enjoying it because, uh, well, it's mostly photographers, too. So, yeah, that's it. It's, it's that's fun. It. Yeah. So, uh, so okay. Well, there's so much stuff I we can talk about. Yeah, I don't know if we're gonna have enough time. I'm probably gonna have to do a part two. Uh, so, how how would you describe your style of street photography then? I wouldn't, <laughs> honestly. Um, no, I, it's funny because street photography for me is not so much. Um, it, it's sort of a, it's a method, you know, it, it's, I, I shoot a lot of stuff of personal stuff at home as well. Mm -hmm. You know, I have this ongoing sort of uh, family story that I do. And for me, that's the same thing as street photography. You know, the street doesn't end at the street. It, right. it's, it's, it's all, it's really in the approach and the method. And the, so, so I think, you know, I can't really, I'm too close to it to say, well, my style is this. And I just shoot what I shoot. And yeah, it's more documentary photography. I think so. If we want yeah, to label yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so I approach street exactly the same way as I do uh -huh. stuff that I shoot with my kids or when I went to Tokyo or whatever it's always the same approach so you more you like to tell a story in a series versus story in a frame i do okay yeah. so t tell tell me a little bit about that how tell me a little bit about your trip to tokyo how oh, did awesome. you how did you hit the streets there 
I had, I just, man, I got lost in Tokyo. <laughs> I've never been there. Oh man, you have to go. It's yeah. just, it was my first time. As well. Was it via Fuji? It was, it wasn't, it wasn't really, I, it was. Okay. And it wasn't. Uh, I was there for the five year anniversary. Yes. Uh, okay. But I was doing something for the magazine Photo Life, huh. uh, covering that. And, um, and, but, you know, they were amazing. They just, they just, you know, they took us out and I was, and Zach was there and my friend Bert Stefani was there and we just had a ball, you know, Thomas Lazar. So, I felt a little uh, left out. Did a hobby as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Paris at that time. So yeah, we, we need well, to. Well, Paris to, isn't bad. It's not I mean, bad either. I just go there more often. So Tokyo would have been kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, you are an official Fuji X photographer for Canada. I think we forgot yeah. to mention that on the show, but yeah. okay. So t- tell me about this, this uh, Tokyo adventure. Um, uh, it really was an adventure. First time, first time in Tokyo. So completely, you know, shock, culture shock. Um, but I had actually, I had two days on my own, uh, when I was there, uh, three days, uh, you know, and the first, the first morning I woke up and, um, I just had breakfast and I, went out and i came back like at 5 30 you know i left in the morning and i just walked the entire day not knowing i was relying on siri and she was completely out lost. of it yeah. <laughs> no kidding so i basically got lost in tokyo and i was i just walked and it's it's just such a fantastic culture um and the fact that you never ever feel threatened yeah. anywhere you know, I'm not, uh, I don't scare easily, but you never feel any sort of, um, tension or exactly. Yeah. And, and what most surprised me about that city, given, you know, I had this sort of, um, mental picture of something that was very almost claustrophobic. You know, we think of Tokyo and the amount of people in, in the density of the population. It's a quiet city. Is it? I did actually it's, a Tokyo special on Street Focus, so you'll have to uh, oh, you listen. Did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few oh, months ago, so, um, so that's what that's what surprised me because you just I picture it so noise loud and bustling and it's not. Yeah, and it's all it's all due to culture and it's all due to how people are. Everyone is incredibly polite. Everyone is incredibly nice, and and everyone follows the rules it sounds weird but you know you you're standing on a corner and the light is red and everybody is waiting for the light mm-hmm. to change no one is going to cross the street and there's no one screaming and if there's a line for a movie well everybody is staying in line so no one's you know there's no one to, 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 to there's no tension because there's no one trying to cut in and there's no so all of that there was this um at one point, one of the days I, uh, I was walking through Tokyo and I saw a policeman giving a ticket to a biker, right? And I walked past and they were having this very, very, I couldn't hear anything, but they were just like on the side of the street and, and just talking very, very peacefully. And uh, the policeman was clearly like explaining why he'd given him a, a ticket. So I walked past and uh, I go down the street, I got, get lost a little bit, and I just figured, oh no, this is not... So I turn back, you know, 15 minutes later, and they're still there, 
just talking quietly like and that for me was sort of a, a the symbol of 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 the japanese culture how it how how just peaceful everything is um in spite of i mean there's there's another side to it i mean at night that the, yeah. there's yeah uh, but even 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 at night, I mean, we were in Shinjuku for a couple of, which is the sort of red light, and we yes, went, mm-hmm. yeah, and Ropangi as well, and it, it's a lot more lively. Yeah, but it's still uh, there's still no threat to it, yeah. which is yeah. When you come from North America, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a huge shock, big big shock. And I'm from Canada, so it, it's not like I mean, the states yeah, it's even worse. Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, it's completely completely different. And and coming back is a bit of a shock. You know, even after yeah. just uh, a week, you you come back and you go, okay, okay, this is not the same. We're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just an amazing amazing uh, So how do you how do you approach a situation like that? Cuz I find that's what photographers struggle the most. They're, in, they're thrown in a n- completely new environment. Mm-hmm. It's so overwhelming. You want to just capture it all. And, and then at the end of the day, you have just nothing that links together. It's just m- mediocre snapshots of, of random things. How do you stay focused? I th- ah, that's a good question. Um... Well, first of all, I think uh, when I travel, I've got when I travel and most of my photography, um, but when I travel more specifically, I have one camera and one lens, mm-hmm. right? Same here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the lens is not a zoom. So it's one focal length, Yeah. Uh, right? So what uh, is your camera of choice? Well, it, it, it's always been the X100 series. Yeah, same as. Right? Same as me, yeah. Uh, but I went to Tokyo. I had the prototype for the X-Pro2. Mm-hmm. You know, they were launching the X-Pro2. And uh, I'd had the prototype for, for a couple of months. And I really wanted to use that. And uh, I used it with a 35, the new 35 millimeter lens, the F2. Which is weather sealed. And it's kind of a perfect kit with the X-Pro2. And um, so I was shooting a, an equivalent 50 instead of an equivalent 35. That seems really tight, doesn't it, it? It is. It is tight. And you're in Tokyo, which is a sprawling uh, city. Um, so, so obviously, it, sometimes it felt a little tight. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's what I had. And that's what I shot with. And I'm super happy with the results. And I think um, doing that helps in, when you're talking about um, having stuff that's disconnected. Having one focal length will tie it all together. Yeah, visually, you know, geometrically, it will tie it together. Uh, so that's one thing. But uh, I'm really happy with the stuff uh, I brought back. I did a series on on the blog that's called Six Days in Tokyo." People oh, great! Yeah, we'll link it. that yeah. for sure. And um, I think you, you just have to go with. The flow, basically. Yeah. I think ultimately, I mean, you're in it's it's one city, it's one setting, you know, to a certain extent. It's one culture. There is a narrative there. Yeah, there will be, uh, and it's just finding. You know, when you come back, it's just finding the right threads. And I I believe very much in the, um, and that's why I. I I associate text with images. Uh, I like writing as much as I like shooting, uh, because I, 
I think um, subject can just be an impression or uh, talking about your state of mind while you were taking the pictures. Um, because you can't argue with that, you know. That's it's it it's it's a narrative in itself. Just just um, tying uh, the images to the emotions you were feeling at the time will m- create something. There's, there's going to be something there. You know, mm-hmm. It might be interesting. It might not for some people, but it, it is going to be coherent to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, so that's how I usually approach a lot of most of what i do mm-hmm. i think yeah yeah that's a good point now tell me a little bit about your project these kings because that has that ties the writing the the, the and, and the visual yeah how did that come about and what is it it's a bit you know it's it, i it, that's something i had to do and uh cuz for for a long time i there was a lot of stuff happening in my life uh there's been a lot of stuff in the past few years and I used to be a musician. I, I write and I do photography, obviously. And for a long time, I've, I've wanted to do something that would put all of that together. And so I finally decided to do that. So it's, it's a bit of a strange uh, kind of stream of consciousness concept. You know, there's, there's, there's a music album in there. And uh, so there's a music album and there's the ebook and the ebook is sometimes mini essays, sometimes just words, conversational tidbits, and obviously photography and drawings at certain points. So I just wanted to do something that would pull all of it together. I just wanted to do that once, basically, in yeah. my life. And that was it. And that's what came out of it. Um, and um yeah i'm just i'm just glad i did it because it had to come out of my system at some point so so how long did it take you to to do this project and and where is it now it's uh it's on my website Mm -hmm. uh yeah it's a download um it took took well i don't know it over maybe at least a year because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't, I didn't, when I sat down to actually do it, we're talking about, I don't know, five months or something, but the, the, the material for it and writing the songs and recording. And, and so all of that happened over the course of a couple of years. So there are your songs. Yeah. And it's you, you, is it uh, just solo or is it yeah. a band? Okay. No, no, it's yeah. yeah I play the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's, one man band. <laughs> You're the one man band. <laughs> it's funny because there are a lot of musicians who are f- street photographers. I think there's a link there. I, yeah. I mean, no, it's true. I think photography and music, there's, there's, a, there's something to those two art forms that, yeah. that fits together. Yeah. Well, they're either, they're either musicians or IT guys. <laughs> have you noticed? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> there are a lot of IT people. But I think the IT crowd, I don't know, maybe comes, are, are more the gear Exactly. And I shouldn't yeah, say exactly. that because now I'm going to get all no, the hate No, because actually, like, no. well, my, fl- my friend Fleming, who's in the Kage Collective, is, was a, is a former IT guy, actually. He's, he ditched everything several years ago to do photography and just roam the, the entire planet. But so, yeah, I never thought of it that way. But I guess, yeah, that yeah, might, might be. Maybe more the, the technical aspect of it that interests them. 
initially. Initially, yeah. yeah. And then they develop into, you know, I don't know. It's be an interesting show to have. <laughs> <laughs> the psychology. Yeah. Of <laughs> so tell me about the collective. Mm. Yeah. Uh, very proud of that. Um, uh, it's called Kage Collective. Kage means shadow in Japanese. And uh, we've been together since, uh, I believe, 2012 is when the collective first started. Um, eight of us uh, scattered around the globe. Um, we're all ex-photographers now. We weren't to begin with, but it sort of evolved through, uh, you know, just sort of happened. And um, yeah, um, actually, we, we switched the, uh, the format or the... Um, not the format, but basically how we how we uh, we output our material. Uh, back in January, we decided to do uh, a monthly issue. So it's not a magazine per se, but we just decided to to force ourselves to 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 put out something coherent every month. So on the fifteenth of every month, we we refresh the entire website with new stories. Um, it's a collective that's based on visual storytelling and documentary work, but we also now include book reviews and gear reviews sometimes, although not that much, but it's, it's possible. Um, and, um, it's, it's, it's amazing, amazing bunch of people, um, that, uh, you know, beyond the public face of it, um, it's a very tight knit group. And we 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 critique our own material, and we we give our, ourselves pointers. And there's this ongoing discussion um, in private that goes on behind the scenes. That's very very uh, enriching. Um, yeah. So that's really what a collective is at the base. Is, I, sh- I think it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Have you have you met all of them in person? Mm-mm. No. No. No, that's 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 the goal eventually to bring everyone in one place uh, together. I've met I've met uh, Bert um, and Kevin. Uh, we first met in at Photokina actually uh, two years ago, um, and I saw Bert again in Tokyo, um, and I, that's it. <laughs> so, how yeah. does one start a collective? You know, it started out with uh, basically started out as a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was uh, initially just about uh, the Fuji cameras when they first came out. Um, that's how we I met the initial guys, Derek Clark and Robert Caddo specifically. Um, just started talking. You know, we were all interested in this new these these new cameras, and so I found them. You know, I was looking for blog posts on them. Everybody, you know, was sort of looking for material about the the x cameras at the time and uh so it started from there and i just i'd been wanting to do something like that to do to create something with other photographers who were going through the same um process and who were interested in storytelling as well and doing something with that um so that's just how it started i just reached out to a couple of people like i said derek and robert and it just grew from there. Fleming came on uh, later on. Um, and uh, yeah, and then we just added uh, other photographers. Uh, the idea is not uh, to, 
I'm not interested in quantities mm-hmm. at all. You know, I, I prefer keeping the group small and keeping that conversation going because I think if you just add people continuously, eventually it just becomes uh, less, less coherent in a way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And harder to manage too. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. The more, the more people you get, the, the harder it becomes. It's like, a, it's like a band, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing. I see it like, yeah, I used to be in music bands, so yeah. this is exactly the same thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's really, uh, it's something I'm very proud of and uh, I'm glad to be a part of. Um, we just released um, our new issue um, around the concept of home because um, we try to get a new theme every month. It might not be you know we might not do this uh every time but so far it's that's what we've been doing and um and it it's surprising how much it uh it proved to be a complex issue in a way um bert just moved from 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 his he just sold his house i'm going through something with my uh you know, my sister and I are selling our, our childhood home right now. So the the entire and Charlene and Fleming are both um, they're a couple, and they're they don't actually have a home. They they they're traveling all the time. They're just uh, nomads, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's an it was an interesting um, reflection to do. Uh, and, yeah, that's so important. I mean keeping a personal project and keeping it manageable because you don't want the personal project to become a huge pressure when you're already a busy photographer, yeah. but it's just so rewarding. So having a theme like that every month must just be awesome. Yeah, it is, and we uh, it can be hard at times, mm-hmm. and uh, but it does force. I, I believe in creative constraint constraints yeah. quite a bit. You know, um, we were talking about one focal length. That's one creative yeah. constraint. Power and of limitations. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Because it forces you to, to think differently and yeah. to push yourself. Uh, so, yeah. 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 And somebody, I mean, you don't have to be part of a collective to, to, to work on a project. I think it's just, um, I've written about that and I've, I've talked a lot about that as well, is just that getting out there, forcing yourself to go shoot. And if it takes, you know, the constraints or quote unquote of, working on a project then then find a project it could be a, a week long it'd be a month long it could be a year long or 10 years for all you know who yeah. cares it's just a matter of of getting out there and uh and and uh getting out of your comfort zone too absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely and we're we're just so lucky today yeah i mean come on we 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 can decide to everybody who's listening right now can get up tomorrow morning and decide to be a publisher yeah so that's true. amazing. Yeah. Dang, that's that's just crazy. Uh, you know, I, I think every single photographer, uh, you know, fifty years ago would have given everything to to, to have the tools that we have today. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's it's really worth it to 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 use what yeah. we had. Yeah. For sure. Wow, this has just been a great conversation. I've I've learned a lot and uh, I'm, uh, I've been thinking of a collective, to be honest with you. And uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, where could I fit that in? <laughs> yeah, exactly. In your schedule. Yeah. yeah. But so, but I love the idea. I love I love the idea of finding a small group of peers that you can trust to be uh 
to critique your work on a regular basis and uh and that you you can collaborate on projects and and I think it's just wonderful and I've seen a lot of very successful collectives um yeah, yeah. and again they're usually the smaller ones yeah I think so yeah yeah it otherwise it well yeah uh, I'll think about it <laughs> <laughs> one more thing to do and you teach too right I do. I, go, I give workshops as well. And, and then Montreal mostly? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do one-on-one workshops mostly. I've been meaning right. to, yeah, I've been meaning to, to, uh, to expand into group uh, a bit like what you do. Mm-hmm. I think you, you, you do quite a bit of it. Um, just a question of, actually, same thing for you with the collective, just of finding the time, yeah. just organizing things and just sitting down and actually thinking. Thank and you, you say you have young children too. I yeah. do, so yeah. that does. Yeah, I waited until my kids were, you know, could could live without me for a week at a time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Not there yet. Yeah, yeah, so that that I think that's important. And even then, even now, it's like, you know, there's the mom in me that said, "Oh, yeah, I could do." And I used to do two week back to back in Europe, and yeah. then I was like, "Okay, well, then with the trip and then visiting my family for a couple of days, uh, then I was gone three weeks." And even though my kids were you know, already in high school and college, yeah, I was still. like, no, that's just too, too long. That's too yeah, that's far. long. Yeah, that's a long, long time. So now I'd rather, like I was just in Rome last week. I'm back for four weeks. I'm heading that to sucks. Paris. Almost terrible. <laughs> I know it's a tough job. Somebody's yeah, going to do very, it. And yeah. so, and I'm going to Paris, but at least I have, you know, time in between. It's home time. And then uh, time to catch up too, because when you're gone, although you, you, your intention is to keep, you know, checking your inbox and trying not to get things behind, but things get behind. Yeah, absolutely. And when you're gone for two, three weeks, it takes you a week to recover Yeah, yeah from all the email and everything. So uh, I find it, I'm much happier now that I go more often, but shorter times than, uh, than staying for a longer period of time. Yeah. So, uh, but it's, it's hard to, to manage the family time with all that traveling, especially when the, the children are, are young. So I, I did, you know, that's why I really launched my workshops. I waited, I waited and waited until my kids yeah. were old enough, yeah. but I'm, I have no regret. You know, now I feel like, okay, now I can relax and I can, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's logistics, but yeah. it's also psychological. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, even today, it's funny because my oldest son is in college and I only see him every so many months. And but they're, you know, they're half French and they go to, yeah. they go to France every year. And they, that's how they grew up, you know, spending several weeks every year in their other country. And uh, and every time I'm in Paris, I mean, not so much anymore, but because he doesn't always know. But, but uh, he would say, no, fair, not fair. You're going to Paris again. I want to <laughs> be there. And, and it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Buy your, buy your plane ticket. Exactly. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. <laughs> but they still they still come for the family trip in the in the summer in the summer and that's yeah. when my photography kind of takes the back seat uh i mean i do oh, it my, shouldn't though it well, should. my camera my camera comes with me all the time but i don't give myself assignments like i yeah. would you know if i'm traveling well my, i'm teaching a, a workshop and then i have personal days within the workshop where i do my own work but right. when i'm with the family the camera comes with me but i i use it as um a challenge. Let's see how many good shots I can have at the end of this trip by not making photography a priority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh. by turning it into a challenge, I actually enjoy it. Uh, otherwise, it's so frustrating. 
And you know that. I mean, when yeah. I mean, unless you include your family in your story. Actually, yeah, I kind of do. Yeah, yeah. That's, so, that's so. So, so it's it's sort of uh, yeah. It, it's it's a pre- my camera is like a, a, a diary, an ongoing presence. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but I think I do it. Yeah, I don't stop. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't pull myself away necessarily yeah. from, from from what's going on. I think the way I do it, it just actually sort of meshes into to, to the family life so yeah. well it's easier to do when your children are older you know once they're teenagers and they're like yeah you I don't mean want- younger yeah you mean- yeah 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 do they do they, <laughs> they, they, they they're always starting going yeah sometimes they'll go oh no no actually my youngest one will do that no 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 she'll put her hand how old it's are like, they uh my youngest one is six so six eleven and twelve okay uh, no yeah. six actually hold on six because <laughs> she just turned 11 and my son is gonna be 13 so it's, okay it's weird, so. so yeah they're starting to be a little more self-conscious and yeah yeah it's harder yeah. well too fun. bad <laughs> that's right <laughs> I know they're my kids thank are, me later I figure. that's gonna, right yeah that's what i say too and and uh i mean my kids are so i mean i i started street photography with two little kids in tow and that's that's i've never stopped doing what i'm doing and uh, they've always known me as a street photographer and i've embarrassed them yeah yeah <laughs> but I mean, hey we'll, we'll, you know. we're gonna embarrass them anyway that's right whatever we do <laughs> So might as well <laughs> do it and get something out of it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> awesome. Well, Patrick, this has just been a great conversation. Where can, uh, where can people go see more of your work and find out about your books and your workshops and the collective and everything? Uh, well, my website, uh, larocphoto.com. And how do you spell that? Uh, L-A-R-O-Q-U-E-P-H-O-T-O.com. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, the collective, actually, there's a link to, to the collective there, but it's kagecollective.com. So K A G E collective.com. Great. Yeah. And uh, any, any upcoming trip? Not right now. Mm-hmm. No, no, not right now. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, well, yeah, but th- nothing's booked uh, for the moment because for, for, for one of the projects, I'm probably going, going to Boston, but not, not, nothing far away, not, not no. for the moment. No. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, and I'll catch up you. with you again. Maybe at uh, I don't know. It would be great to meet at a conference or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. Next time I'll uh, tag along for another big uh, Fujifilm anniversary or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll do street photography together. That that's right. Oh, when I saw all those guys there, uh, you know, in Tokyo and all the street photography that was going on, and I have a lot of friends who were there. I'm like, no way. Well, yeah, there were a lot of us were. Yeah. yeah. I know. So they need more women there. Should they do. Tell them. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. That's the ongoing thing. You know, street, well, you're there. street so, photographers. So. Yeah. They need more, more women showing up at those, uh, as those things. So I'm, I'm here and I'm leading the way. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks a lot. And we're at the end of another episode of Street Focus. And if you're listening to the show on your website, please subscribe using the box on the right. This is all new. The the website has been updated, so it's really, really convenient. And uh, you can also sign up to our email. 
um, to our email list to be notified of new episodes and get some exclusive subscriber bonuses. And if you have feedbacks or suggestions or comments, uh, you can reach me directly by using the contact form. Uh, just click on contact us and then you scroll down to Twip Street Focus and the message will be directed to me. And then don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and to leave a rating and even better, leave a comment. And please share the love on social media. That's really the best way you can help the show is by um, sharing the links on, uh, on your social media platform. Thank you so much. My name is Valérie Jardin and you've been listening to Street Focus. Now it's time to grab that camera and hit the streets. Mm -hmm.